Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. It's Youth Sunday. That's why I'm wearing my t-shirt, Young Fly and Save. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. We thank you, choir, for Allowing the Lord to use you to encourage our hearts. Let's give them a hand clap of praise as well. And thank you, Brother William, as well, for playing those drums. Everybody was anointed and appointed this morning. Amen. And amen. We, in this month, are talking about make him known through sovereignty make him known through sovereignty or the providence of God and we look last Sunday and we saw how Joseph came to the conclusion as a result of God's providential sovereignty that you intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done now, the saving of many lives. And this morning we're going to look at another figure in the faith by the name of Esther, who God used uh, in a sovereign, providential way as we look at a message entitled, For Such a Time as This. And we're praying this morning that you be able to get some of that extraordinary faith. Extraordinary faith in Jesus' name. We're going to read one text, Esther 4, verse 14. Esther 4, verse 14. Please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Esther 4, 14. This is the NIV. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. For such a time as this. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Let me read that again. You was thrown off a little bit. <laughs> for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. 
And who knows but that you have come to raw position for such a time as this. We're sharing this morning a message entitled for such a time as this. And we're going to preach on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about remaining silent. We're going to talk about rendering salvation. And we're going to talk about reminding sovereignty. And we want Christians to know this morning that Christians should be open to being used by God as a sovereign tool. Christians should be open to being used by God as a sovereign tool for such a time as this. Most of you Bible readers know this story about Esther. I like to call Esther the little orphan Annie of Scripture. Because Esther didn't have a glorious beginning. And she's a tale of someone who seems like they have it all. Someone once said, you don't know about the glory until you know about the story. You know her as queen, but she started out her life as an orphan. Her mother and daddy had died, and she was left to be raised by her uncle Mordecai. And Mordecai was a godly man and tried to raise her up in the ammunition of God. And even when she got older and grown up, she still listened to her uncle Mordecai. This is thrown in for free. Just because you've gotten older don't mean you shouldn't listen to your uncle Mordecai. Just because you've grown and on your own and have all kind of glory with your story don't mean that, that you shouldn't listen to the Mordecais in your life. She was a queen and she still did what her uncle Mordecai said. Hello somebody. We all need somebody who's able to speak in our lives. And we all need that godly person like Mordecai to speak in our lives. And that was just for free. Mordecai don't have to be an uncle. Mordecai can still be a mama and a daddy. Mordecai can be a pastor. Mordecai can be a deacon. Mordecai can be that person in your life who knows and loves God and should be listened to. You can't be like uh, the rap song singer Kanye West who said, nah, 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 you can't tell me nothing. Hello, somebody. You should always be open to godly counsel. But anyway, oh, she was raised, and she was raised up so much so when she had beauty, and her beauty led her to this famous beauty contest. And this last week, there was some controversy over Miss America, and they said that the that it has been uh, that it was rigged because somebody read the first uh, or the five volun- uh, finalists before they even made it to twelve. Hello, somebody. They they said that the the, the beauty contest was rigged, but in this it seems that. 
uh, Esther won this beauty contest because uh, it was rigged. It was rigged by God himself. Hello, somebody. And what God has for you, guess what? Uh, it's for you. And you don't have to worry about your competition. You don't have to worry about that other woman or that other man that you think is more pretty or handsomer than you are. Hello, somebody. If God has something for you, it's for you. And even though she came from a, a background where she didn't know her mama and daddy, where she was a, a little orphan, oh, God decided to open this door, and this was an awesome door to be open. She won this beauty contest. But then you say, why was there a beauty contest anyway? Well, because Bestie, who was the king's queen, decided to rebel against the king in front of everybody in the kingdom. The king asked her to do something and she decided that she wasn't going to do it. Hello, somebody. Queen Vesty. Hello, somebody. You don't need to be a Vesty. I remember there's a, a Vesty beauty. Now, I don't want to be a Vesty anything. She was a sign of rebellion against authority. Hello, somebody. Maybe God is trying to give a message to a Vesty in the house. God is trying to let you know that just because you got it made right now, you can't treat, especially your boss, hello, like anybody. Hello, somebody. When your boss has something for you to do. You drop everything and you do what the boss say do. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's authority. And there's some folk in the house that have a problem with authority. And again, you have that Kanye West mentality. No, 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 no. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Hello, somebody. Well, if somebody can't tell you nothing, you're going to forever be losing what you have. Hello, somebody. She was a queen and she lost it. Because of her rebellious nature, somebody's in here about, about to lose it all because of your rebellious nature. And God, through this story, is letting you know that anybody can take your place that God chooses. Hello, somebody. That's why you better walk lightly in whatever position that you're in. Don't you know that anybody that God chooses can take your place? Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. God can take your place. You better humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Hello, somebody. Don't ever get too arrogant where nobody can tell you nothing. Don't ever get too arrogant where even your boss can't tell you nothing. You're calling yourself a Christian. Hello, somebody. And you cannot follow authority. Hello, somebody. That's not godly behavior. That's not godly behavior. You do what your boss say do. Hello, somebody. As long as he's not telling you to compromise God's will or his word. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You do. But those in authority tells you to do, hello, somebody. Or you might lose everything. And guess what? Somebody will be happy to take your place. Don't you know you may not have much, but they're waiting to take your place. There's always somebody waiting. There's always somebody that's got it worse off than you do. You're complaining about have, having no shoes to wear. You walk out and see the man with no feet. 
Hello, somebody. You better be thankful for what God has given you. Hello, somebody. And humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. But all of this is background information. She rebelled. And guess what? She got kicked to the curve. Hello, somebody. They chose another queen. And, and the way they would do it is they had this beauty contest. And then here comes little old Esther. Who had nothing. Hello, just like Joseph, who, who had gone through all kinds of tragedies, all kinds of pits, oh, and had been enslaved, oh, who was in jail and had nothing. Right. Hello, somebody. And God, by his divine sovereignty, by his divine providence, took him from being a, a slave, a nobody, and made him second in command. And Esther's the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God took her from being a no-name, a nobody, and made her queen. Hello, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you've got to be faithful in the small things. Because when you're faithful in the small things, guess what? God can make you ruler over much. Oh, the Bible says do not despise the day of small beginnings. Hello, somebody. Somebody, oh, you may be working at a fast food joint cleaning the floors. Don't despise those days because one day God may raise you to be the owner of many stores. Hello, somebody. Don't despise the small things that you have to do to make it. Don't despise because you come from a background where you knew how to make it and you made it real well. Hello, somebody. But there was only one thing. It wasn't made legally. Hello, somebody. So now you're in a place and it seems like, oh, that's no hope. It seems like that's no joy. You're doing all the small things and the small stuff and you think like that this is it for my life. Oh, and God has sent me here to let you know that God has more for you. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. God has more for you. Don't give up. And don't give in. Because of the small things and the small beginnings. I can remember my first job was uh, oh, on the, on, the, on the docks of Sears and Roebuck back in the day there on Lamar. And I used to oh, be one of those people that would clean out the trucks. And before I could clean out the truck, they used to give me a broom. And they would have me sweep off the docks every day. And don't you know how I felt by sweeping out the docks? Hello, somebody. This is how I felt because I remembered the quote from Dr. Martin Luther King. If it falls your lot to be a, sweet, a street sweeper, go out and sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Go out and sweep streets so well that when you die, they'll say, here lies a great street sweeper who swept his job well. So don't you know I swept all those docks There was nothing left. Oh, no dirt because I swept it like and you know what I got elevated because I was faithful in the small say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor be faithful in the small thing 
Oh, and God has showed me that all of my life when, 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 when I was doing stuff that nobody else wanted to do, God was elevating me. When I got my first break in the ministry and got on staff of, of Dr. E.K. Bailey, Dr. E.K. Bailey had over 150 sons. When I went there, I thought there's nothing I can do here. Oh, at Concord, he has all these sons. Oh, but it fell my lot to, to clean trash. One church anniversary. And guess what? I went out to and clean that trash like Michelangelo painted pictures. So much so that Dr. Bailey asked me to be on staff from picking up the trash. Hello, somebody! And also, I learned, oh, what a logistics manager was. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something big. He said, we want you to take care of logistics. And it was trash. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and a title. But don't you know God can take a trash and turn it into treasure? Hello, somebody. Oh, because I like to say nobody cared who I was until Dr. Bailey put his hands on me. Hello somebody. And everywhere I go, even to this day, when they find out I'm a son of Dr. Bailey, doors open. Hello somebody. It all started with picking up trash. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Somebody better learn that what you do today doesn't mean that you're going to be stuck there today. All you've got to do is be faithful in the small things. And Esther is a wonderful example of God Elevating her. Hello, somebody. But even when she was elevated, she really didn't know the whole story. She didn't know about Haman and his plans and, and plots uh, oh, to kill the Jews. Uh, she didn't know anything about that. She was just uh, oh, elevated uh, out of nowhere and she became queen. Uh, and, we, and you would have thought that being a queen is like being a, a beauty queen. All, all they want to do is just look at you. You're just supposed to look beautiful. Hello, somebody. But God had a plan for her. It wasn't just her job to look beautiful. God had a divine purpose for her. And her divine purpose was to save her people. Hello, how is God going to use this little orphan Annie of the scripture to save her people? God elevated her and gave her a purpose and a plan and here we are at this point in scripture where Haman's plot uh, has been uh, uh, known by Mordecai. Mordecai found out about the plots to kill the Jews and Esther was a Jewish woman and uh, Mordecai, uh, uh, Haman had set up a plot and a plan and he had even built uh, a hangs man noose. Oh yesterday or day before that, oh our president was, uh, they say, hung in lethargy, lethargy, whatever that word is effigy <laughs> oh and Haman had already hung him in what's that word effigy hello somebody but you better be careful of the plots that you have planned for somebody else cause you just might fall into the plot yourself be careful when you dig a pit for somebody else to fall into it just may happen that you fall right into it hello somebody and we learned last week that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And there's somebody here today, you're in trouble and it seems like, oh, that there is no hope for you. But God 
just sent me here to remind you of this little orphan Annie called Elsa who was made a queen and the plot against her and her whole family, her whole people's life. Oh, there was a plan, a plot. All she did was wake up and she was in trouble. Hello, somebody. Have you ever done that on a day? Just woke up and you were in trouble. That's all she did. But I'm so glad that all oh, what is what, what 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 the devil has formed and plotted and planned for me. It won't prosper. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. In Jesus' name. Because Mordecai, because Esther oh, could listen as she listened to Mordecai. She came up the, with the plan, but before she came up with the plan, oh, we come to this point where she had to come to the place where she had to choose to remain silent or to say something. Hello, somebody. For This is what Mordecai says. For if you remain silent at this time, and there's somebody sitting here and you're at that point where oh you're afraid to speak up hello somebody you see the wrong but you're afraid to speak up oh you know what's right you're afraid oh the people of God because of what the president said oh some of them are afraid to speak up oh now we're using words like tolerance one preacher friend of mine from New York said that he went to a conference and now preachers are preaching tolerance as a result of what the president said because they are afraid to speak up hello somebody hello somebody some of you are right there and you're afraid to speak up you gotta speak up because you may lose your family and your family's family hello somebody you better tell what thus says the Lord regardless of who says what you better say what God says in Jesus name you better speak up oh because AIDS is running rampant in our community and you know how it started to run rampant it started to run rampant because of down low brothers brothers who oh may have been in prison and got out and stayed going two ways. Hello, somebody. You better speak up because our people need to be saved from the consequences of this lifestyle. Oh, and not us speak up just against them, but speak up against oh, all sexual immorality. Hello, somebody. Because if you let them go and don't look in your own house, somebody sitting here today, oh, you're living with somebody and you're having sex. Hello, somebody. I have to speak up and say that's wrong. That's dead wrong. God created marriage for what you're doing and it's time for you to get married. I believe we said something about this in Sunday school about it being a covenant. We've got to do what God says to if we want to be blessed. We've got to ignore what the world is saying, what presidents are saying and we've got to stand on the word of God and We've got to speak up in Jesus' name. Go ahead and give God a hand. Have a prayer up in here, up in here. You better speak up. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And preacher man, teach.
preacher man, you especially better speak up. You know what the word of God says. You're not to compromise the word of God. You're not to be silent at this time. Oh, it's our job to be the moral compass of this nation. And it's time for us to speak up. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, speak up. Oh, that's not his job to be the moral compass of this nation. He's to be the president. Hello, somebody. And he does represent all people. But it's our job oh, to speak up and say, oh, what's right and what's wrong in Jesus' name. Go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise up in here. I can't remain silent. Not about that sin or any kind of sin. I've got to speak up. Oh, and there's a preacher in the place that don't want to speak up. And I say, if you got any preacher in you, it's like fire set up in your bones. And this is what Jeremiah said when he thought that he had a choice whether to speak on his behalf or not. Oh, Jeremiah 20 verse 9 said, but if I say I will not mention him or speak anymore in his name his words is in my heart like a fire a fire set up in my bones I am weary of holding it in indeed I cannot preach a man it's time to preach the word of God and let this nation know what God expects in Jesus name you better speak up say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you better speak up Oh, you may not oh, be a preacher or a teacher, but it's time for you to speak up to your children and to your children's children as you see them develop a lifestyle that is sinful against God. It's time for you to speak up and tell them they better get married in Jesus' name. They better obey the Lord in Jesus' name. If you want to be blessed, you've got to obey the word of God. And when you don't obey, you suffer the consequences. Oh, and if you remain silent, there will be consequences. Esther, don't you know that you and your family will die? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If you don't speak up, it's time for us to leave this place and speak up and let the world know what God says in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's time for us to do part number two, to render salvation. Hello, somebody. For for I'm so glad that Mordecai didn't have a narrow view of who God was. I'm so glad that he didn't tell Esther that Esther, you're our only hope. Oh, he didn't put his hope in men, and that's our problem. Because we tend to try to put our hope in men, and when men fail God, we still try to back men. No, oh, I'm gonna follow you as you follow Christ. If you don't follow Christ, guess what? I'm not going to follow you. Hello, somebody. Because I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me in Jesus' name. And no friendship. Hello, somebody. Can change that. I, I love you as a friend, but if you go left, you're going left by yourself. Hello, and you're going to be left by yourself if you go left of what God says in Jesus' name. 
But God has sent me here to render salvation. This is what he said. Relief and deliverance for the Jews will rise from another place. Here she was at a strategic point, at a strategic time. It, it looks perfect that she was oh, set up for a time such as this. But if she couldn't have come to that knowledge within her own self, if she wouldn't have listened to the counsel of Mordecai, she could have thought, like many people think, I'm not going to get involved. I'm going to remain silent. This is not about me. This is somebody else's battle. Oh, but I am so glad that Mordecai didn't see Esther as his last hope. As a matter of fact, oh, he saw it more that she had an opportunity to be involved with the will and the plan of God for the deliverance of God's people. And that's why, oh, we don't have to beg people to preach the word of God. I can't call you, but some of you are in here, you know that's a call. And it's, it's not something that God wants you to remain silent on. But guess what? If God, if you don't answer your call, guess what? He'll call somebody else. Hello, somebody. Oh, somebody said that the rocks can cry out. Somebody told me about that sermon that that donkey preached. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Hello, somebody. So if you don't want to accept your call, then guess what? Don't. In Jesus' name, this is, this is a pleasure to be involved in God's will and God's prayer. This is my pleasure. This is my God did me a favor by tapping me on the shoulder. Oh, and I'm so glad that he didn't want me to remain silent. I'm so glad that he chose me to call all oh, the people of God. Oh, I'm so glad that he uses me as an agent of salvation. I'm so glad that I could be involved in the plan of God. If you don't want to do it, then don't. Hello, somebody. Stay there in your ignorant self. Hello, somebody. You you won't be doing God a favor. Hello? If you don't speak up, God will just choose somebody else. Hello, somebody. So go on and suffer the consequences. Hello, somebody. Because when you're disobedient to God, guess what? You're going to lose your family and your children's children. Hello, somebody. Because you don't want to obey. And that's why many of our children are suffering, even right here in the church. It's because we are not being obedient to what God tells us to do. And we're living under curses. And because we're living under curses, we can't be as blessed as God wants us to be blessed. God is not a respecter of persons. Oh, and when he calls you, it's the best for you to answer. Hello, somebody. So he's been calling you, but you've been sending him to voicemail. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. How does that make God feel? There's been a controversy with a preacher. I don't believe in his doctrine. Okay, there in Atlanta. But there was a discipline issue, I was told. Hello, somebody. And he was trying to discipline his daughter. I don't know the whole story. But, but if this was just an issue of discipline... And she didn't want to do what her daddy said. And she called the police. Guess what? If she would have been my daughter, when I got out, she was going to get out. Hello, somebody. 
Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. Hello, somebody. But God does expect us to obey him because he has plans. And his plans for Esther was not just that she be a queen and that she look good and she look pretty, that she sat by the side of the king. She had, God had a plan for her and God was wanting to use her to render salvation. Hello, somebody. To render salvation. That's why God bless you anyhow. You're blessed. Beyond measure, you are blessed. Oh, to render salvation to somebody at some time or another in Jesus' name. If you have a lot of money, God tells you, oh, that to whom much, what, is given in what, much is required. Hello, somebody. I don't want you just to sit there and look pretty, dress pretty, and dress. He got a plan for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His plan was surrender salvation for the people. Yeah. But Mordecai told her, if, if you don't respond to this call, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But if you, but you and your father's family will perish. He had to put her in her place. Now you queen, but you ain't God. Hello, somebody. And I'm still looking at God. I see and I look and it seems like it's God's plan. But if you rebel against God's plan, God's going to use somebody else. But remember that your your family is going to suffer because of it. Hello, somebody. And I'm so glad that he had his sights on who God was. Psalms 20, 27, 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of, of whom shall I be afraid? You don't want to do it. God's going to use somebody else. That's it and that's that. But it looks like it's God's plan for you to speak up. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, speak up. In Jesus' name, it's God's plan for you. And you wrestling and wondering. It's so simple. God's plan, guess what, makes a lot of sense. You want to know whether God is leading you to do something. What you need to do is, does it make sense? 
because we we say a lot of stuff that God's telling us to do and it ain't God because it don't make sense it's like me saying God has called me to be a gospel singer hello Wait a minute, you ain't got to agree that much. <laughs> it don't make sense because I don't have to get to sing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And my mom and dad and them was telling me that I was called to preach. I wanted it to not make sense. Hello, somebody. But guess what? I had the gift. It made sense. I just didn't want to do it. Hello, somebody. But God turned me around. I'm so glad that he reminded me of his sovereign purpose. And God is trying to turn somebody else around this morning and remind you of his sovereign places. Oh, first, uh, well, Chronicles 12, oh, and, and 32 says, oh, as we go to reminding sovereignty. And who knows? But you have come to a raw position for such a time as this. Who knows? I can't tell you again that you are called. I can't tell you that. And don't let a man call you to anything. Hello, somebody. Don't, 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 don't say Pastor Eton says that, that he, he said that I was called because that, that, won't, that won't get you nowhere. Hello, somebody. Yeah, it won't fly. You don't have no power if you think it's me calling you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But, but, but in the text he says, who knows? But that you have been, that you've come to a raw position. It makes sense. You're in a raw position. You said, oh, on the left-hand side of the king. Who knows that God has placed you in this raw position for such a time as this. And she had to become a son or a man of Issachar who would understand the times and know what Israel should do. And guess what? She began, oh, after she heard somebody with some spiritual intelligence and then again don't insult my intelligence if I say I see something about you don't insult my intelligence it walks like a duck quacks like a duck it must be a duck cause I know what a duck look like don't insult my intelligence Hello, somebody <laughs> this was an intelligent position you're a queen and you've been made queen at a time when the people of God was in trouble. And you sit right next to the king. And who knows whether you come to a, a time, come to a position, a raw position for such a time as this. And that's why it's important for us to understand our times. Oh, you've got to be a son or woman of Issachar and understand the times and know what Israel should do and what Israel should do. And the church to do at this time is the church needs to speak up. The church needs to speak out. The church needs to tell the world about a dying, oh, Savior, Savior who died. It's time for us to speak up in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. It's time for us.
us to speak up because we've come to this place for such a time as this to save the world. Oh, maybe you got that job where you are. Oh, not to make a lot of money, but to make a lot of disciples, to make a lot of saints. Oh, who knows that God has you at this place at this time. Oh, to save, oh, to save the people of God. And in saving the people of God, you're saving yourself. Hello, somebody. Because in doing right, she had to fast and pray about this. And I've been telling people, you need to fast and pray. You got a problem you can't understand. You've been trying to figure out. It's time for you to fast and pray. And we know that she fasted and prayed before she did anything. Before she opened her mouth, she fasted and prayed. And some of you are seeking, oh, guidance from God. Oh, but it's time for you to fast and pray before you do anything. Fast and pray. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, fast and pray about this thing. And she fast and prayed, and guess what? God had brought her to a raw position for such a time as this. Hello, somebody. We've got to go. There's more, but we've got to go. All eyes closed, saints praying, deacons, will you come? trying to speak up and speak out so that you can speak up and speak out. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't miss his such a time as this. Hello somebody, let me say that. That's the most important thing I've said. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't miss his such a time as this. As a matter of fact, he had to pray about it in that garden of Gethsemane. Oh, and nobody else would pray. He had to pray. And he prayed so hard that sweat drops of blood came down his brow as he said, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And that's what you've got to do. Oh, if you want to get your such a time as this moment, you've got to learn that it's not about you. It's not about what you've done in your past either because Jesus had done a lot of miracles in his past, had done a lot of teachings in his past, but he was born to die. This was his purpose. His main purpose for living was that he died and he had to get, and he had to come to the point that he would give up his own life and that's what he did when he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done and he got up and they took him and tried him for crimes that he didn't commit. Oh, they took him and they beat him. They mocked him. They scorned him. They put a crown of thorn on his head for such a time as this. Put a cross on his back for such a time as this. Led him through the streets of Jerusalem for such a time 
this list. Put him up on that hill called Golgotha for such a time as this. Oh, nailed him to that cross for such a time as this. Held him up between two thieves for such a time as this. And as he went up, he had to die for such a time as this. He gave up the ghost for such a time as this. They took him off that cross after he died for such a time as this. And he laid dead. Oh, one day for such a time as this. Two days for such a time as this. Three days. But the Bible says that he got up with all power in his hands for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. I'm so glad that Jesus died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day that I might live today. That I might not remain silent. That I might render salvation. And that I may be remindful of this sovereign moment and this sovereign time. It's a sovereign moment for those who do not know Christ right now. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Believe he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day. And you can be saved. Get right with God. Make a commitment today to go all the Hello way again, with God. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael E. Khan. I be your host for today's to program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living king. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, 
listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. Thank you for must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if, if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life. We just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.